Previously on Shadowband Syndicate, Juan, Sean, and Joel unraveled a circuit board of data including possible paranormal attempts at sexual deviancy projected at Sean Chris while he was sleeping. They attempted to decode the father of the modern-day computer, Charles Babbage. His attempt or achievement in contacting the devil, Enochian language being the hardware to communicate with entities, Nikola Tesla and Aleister Crowley working together in the Wardenclyffe Tower and the High Priestess of the First Computer, Ada Lovelace. The road was spellbounding, leaving the crew with more questions than answers, such as, who are these entities who want to merge with technology? Did fallen angels give evil Enoch the Enochian language used to progress the computer age? Will Sean always be looking over his back for ghost activity aimed at his butt cheeks? They may never know. But what we can look forward to is what is next for the crew. Find out this and more on this episode of Shadowband Syndicate. Welcome back to another episode of Shadow Band Syndicate. This is number number six, I think. We're going to be doing something a little bit different today. Welcome, welcome. I'm Juan from The Juan on Juan Podcast. You can follow me at The Juan on Juan Podcast on all social media platforms, tjojp.com. And yeah, let's go around the room here and plug our stuff. We got We're doing something different today. We have a guest today. And we're going to be going about it a, a different format. So it's going to get interesting. But Sean, where can people find your stuff at, bro? You could find us at killthemockingbirds.com. But if you still want to go on the Instagram and stuff like that, even though we're heavily shadow banned and censored, you can still follow us at Kill the Mockingbirds podcast, Vantessa Music, and Sean Chris Music. And of course, don't forget to stream all of our music, Sean Chris and Joel Thomas. I think I got it all. Joel, so yeah, you guys are a couple. So Joel, you want to <laughs> plug anything? Hey, are you cis-splaining me? got it out of the way. What'd you say, Sean? I said, are you cis-splaining me? Listen, dude, I wanna, I wanna publicly apologize, dude. But let, let's let Joel go and then Rodney go, and 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 I'm gonna apologize, bro. Yeah, ditto to everything that sean said so <laughs> i'm good on all that man We're, you find us at the same place um yeah killmichaelmers.com you can literally find all the other stuff from there awesome and today's guest rodney bro welcome to the show you're the first ever guest i think right this is the first time we ever have a guest on welcome bro where, where yes. can you tell the people where they can find you yeah, man. First off, uh, thanks for having me. Very honored. Uh, it's good to talk to the homies again and meet you, Juan. Uh, you can find me at Lord Petty double underscore because the original ones have gotten nuked by the lizard peeps. 
so we just keep adding underscores so uh yeah lord petty uh two underscores you can find me there pretty much everywhere and something tells me that you don't pay taxes rodney am i am i sensing that correctly i do not bro taxation is theft you can get these at (laughs) lordpetty.com that's amazing okay so before we jump into i just want to publicly apologize because we were getting some comments and apparently sean isn't the only one having paranormal molestation activities in, in his house. So some of the listeners have experienced things in their sleep as well. And they were kind of going at me for making a little bit of fun at Sean because he has a little a little ghost lover or something, boyfriend, girlfriend, doesn't matter, right? It's all love, right? So- it's Sound of Freedom Paranormal Edition. That's what's <laughs> going on. And people need to realize that, that there is these ghost molesters out there that are not only taking children but are taking Grown ass adults. We I gotta mean, stop I'm just trying to put it out the there. The interdimensional crackheads. We have to keep <laughs> the esoteric knowledge away from the interdimensional crackheads. We have to protect our 7-Elevens, our Wawas, our Sitcos, our kangaroos, whatever, wh- whatever gas station you have, we have to protect them from these interdimensional crackheads. And again, Sean, I just want to say I'm sorry, bro, that I didn't take you seriously when you told me about your issues at home with your interdimensional lover so i just want to put that out there and for everyone listening who's also having issues i apologize so hashtag me too hashtag me too so where do you guys want to begin with this we're going to be doing something it's going to be what would you guys call it over text like like a conspiracy roulette but i was just thinking we could just see where rodney's at right See, like, what he, because then I was like, well, what does Rodney know about? Like, mm-hmm. I know he's been dabbling into the conspiratorial world, and I know that for sure Juan and Joel got some heavy, heavy stuff. But, like, I was thinking maybe he could kind of introduce, like, what he sees into this disinformation zone that he stepped his uh, foot into. Nice. So, before we go there, I wanted to address the realm, right? I told Joel that I wanted to give a mm-hmm. little bit, to, just to set the mood, because I feel like in this conspiratorial community, if you want to call it that, there are three camps okay mind you whatever you believe there's the opposite of 100 percent, always you believe in nephilim somebody else believes in homunculus that's just the way it is okay there's the opposition of it but what i've noticed when it comes to all this especially as of lately because i've been covering some mainstream current event type stuff right i've had a couple clips go viral I've, I've been called everything under the sun so i'm kind of getting a gauge for it so you have the one the, the first people the ones that believe something is up, right? Something shady is going on. Then you have the people who don't believe anything is going on. And then you have the people who don't even believe it at all. Like that they that they don't believe it at all. Like it never even happened. For example, the Titan thing. Some people believe it did happen, that there was a submarine. It just went down there. It imploded, whatever, right? Then you have the people- Nah, fuck who- that, dude. That was, that was deep fakes. That, well, there you go. You that have the people distraction from Hunter Biden <laughs> losing his crack. <laughs> you have the people who, bro, didn't never even happen. Oh, there's no, no videos, therefore it never happened. Oh, it just all. it just imploded and disappeared. Yeah, perfect. Exactly. So, my fucking W two was in that sub too. <laughs> yeah, my entire my entire safe full of 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 weapons was in there too. It got lost at the bottom of the ocean. So exactly. that, that's how the, the realm really works. So like the, the camp that really believes something happened, 
the ones that eh, it just it's just a regular thing and then the ones that it never even happened at all right you have the people who believe in in that thing that happened with the two towers then you have people who think it was a cgi you have people who thought it was explosives i mean the, that's just the way it is so with that said what we're going to be talking about today i just want to point out that there are multiple ways of interpreting it there's multiple ways of creating a homunculus there's multiple ways yeah. of skinning a cat yeah. So I just want to put that out there. But yeah, yeah, I just hey, also want, depending on how you want to look at it, those camps will be divided off into separate camps as well. So especially when you're talking about the truther world, you're going to see people battling within that too. So it, it's not only that. Rarely do you see people, and I, and I will honestly say this about the four people in this particular room because uh, I've talked to all you guys. Uh, you guys are very open-minded and you're very much like, Hey, this is what I believe. But at the same time, if that's what you believe, cool. Tell me how, you, how and why. And I'm open to seeing past that. A lot of people are just very cut and dry about like, Hey, this is it. This is what, this is exactly right. And they don't really have an open mind, to anything else. Yeah. They Sean. have the need to be right. This is the problem I've said since I've like joined this spectrum or community or whatever the hell people want to call it like it wasn't truthers when we used to be but now like people like you have to believe them they have to be right like it's okay man you're gonna be wrong they're like i'm wrong all the time man i've been wrong all day today and my boss made sure that i stayed late so that he i could uh learn my lesson i guess i don't know man but stop who cares that's the whole problem It's the pride the ego we got to be right we're discussing matters and People are doing real research. Like, I do some research, but Juan and Joel go deep, bro. Like, I'm telling you, like, if you heard everything that when they're talking on the side, that's my problem is just like, man, people are researching this. And now, if you have some better research, okay, present it. You know what I'm saying? We're not saying or denying it. That's where I just like, dude, it's a discussion. And they get so uptight, like, oh, man. Oh, I can't believe Joel. Look. He talked about Islam. Who cares, bro? He talked about Christianity. He talked about Catholics. It's not a big deal. Like, it's just he's analyzing. He's asking questions. Same thing with Juan. You're asking questions. And Rodney, though, I mean, I don't I know. Have a, I have a question. <laughs> Without derailing the show, I just got to ask a quick question before we get too deep into things because I'm sure I might rope somebody into this stream that's going to have the same question. You said there's two camps. The... Hum, hum, hum. I don't, I'm not even going to try to say because I don't know. This is new to me. You said two camps. <laughs> What are the two camps and what is each one? The homunculus versus the Nephilim. Okay, let me jot that down. So, all right. And then I just meant to say. <laughs> I saw this Rodney's already, face right? you said that too. And I'm like, this is perfect. This is why I wanted him on the show. So, okay. I mean, I, I kind of wanted Joel to start first because it, it, mine and Joel's stuff piggybacks off each other. And I need to clarify some stuff with Joel once he starts. That's as far as the timelines, because he's real good with that. But I mean, yeah, there, there's two different camps. And, and I've always said, it, right, the people who believe <laughs> the people who don't believe the mainstream narrative, right, the thing that happened and the people who think that never it never even happened it never even occurred. And I'm like, OK, whatever. Like, it is what it is. I'm just I'm just pointing that out because some people get too lost in the sauce. And the problem, Sean, it's not about wanting to be right. I think that the problem is and it, it's not even a problem. It's that the imprinting that has been done on people's dna like th this stuff goes deep as far when you when you get into religion it goes deep into people's dna it's en encoded in their genetics okay this these beliefs so when you present something that goes 
And again, Christianity isn't that divided. There's only like 44,000 denominations. They're not that divided, okay? They 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 got their stuff together. But when you Are start they homoculus? <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. Right. You're challenging, <laughs> but you're challenging their roots. They're dug into these roots. Yes. I, that's what I was more saying, not just mm-hmm. about being right, but you're going a little further. That's what I. It's the roots. They're so the rooted in, into these beliefs. Are tight. Yeah, their cheeks are so like it's so tight that it's compressed into it, itself. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a self implosion, a Ex- cheek implosion, if you yes. will. Yes. So relax the anus. Okay, if you're listening to this, relax the anus. It's all going to be okay, and Rodney's going to find out what a homunculus is on this episode, which is great because he's never heard about it. So, If there's not a rapper named homunculus by now, somebody needs to well, jump wait, on that. Listen, from the just wait. word on the street is there's a rapper that's called Lil Homunk. I don't know. I just, I've just i heard yeah. about that. I'm just That's just word on the street. That's all I'm saying, okay? Yeah, ear to the street. I love it. Joel, you want to start us off with? With the Nephil, the Nephilim origins, bro. Nephilim, okay. Nephilim, yeah. Yeah, we'll start. We'll start with the Nephilim, uh, the Nephilim, however you want to pronounce it. Um, mm. They would be the giants of old. So this would be. It starts in. Um, it starts in the Bible, but it go, it goes across all cultures. So this is something that's been talked about for. Is it mentioned? Is it mentioned? Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I got a million questions. So it's mentioned in the Absolutely. Bible by name? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So you won't hear this from most mainstream Christianity because they dumb the Bible down a lot because they're not going to talk about the weird and the strange stuff that goes on in the Bible because there's a lot, especially when you look at any um, religious culture, too. And I'm going to talk about how these Nephilim tie into Greek culture and um, everything i mean it's 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 a list of them they all talk about these giants that lived so we're going to talk about in genesis 6 and this is what most people when they talk about the nephilim talk about because they use the word nephilim in the bible here so genesis 6 when man began to multiply on the face of the land and daughters were born to them the sons of god saw that the daughters of man now the sons of god when it's translated into hebrew it doesn't mean humans the sons of god are actually the sons of god or angelic beings so these would be considered the fallen the fallen angels the ones that left god they are the what some people would call demons which i don't believe are demons but these are the fallen angels so these sons of god or fallen angels saw that the daughters of man were attractive and they took them as their wives and they chose them then the lord said my spirit shall not abide in man forever for he is flesh his days shall be 120 years the nephilim were on earth in those days and also afterward when the sons of god came into the daughters of man which they literally came into the daughters of man and bore children to them these were the mighty men who were of old the men of renown so there's another verse in the bible that uses the word nephilim these are the only two times it's talked about where they use that word now these giants are talked about all through the bible but they're not talked about in this way so in numbers 13 32 through 33 where 10 of the 12 spies report that they have seen fearsome giants in Canaan. And there we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, who come of the Nephilim, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. So this is in the Bible where they do talk about these giants being born. So these fallen angels copulated with these with these uh, daughters of men. And this trickles down from this uh, bloodline of Cain. So when Adam and Eve had Cain and Abel, Cain killed Abel. He was shunned. 
Cain goes out and starts his own lineage, and part of that lineage, these fallen angels come, and they copulate with these fallen angels, and they end up corrupting mankind up until the flood when Noah gets on the ark. And basically, that was kind of the way of washing this earth from all of this craziness going on with all these giants. So that is, in a nutshell, what these Nephilim are. Wow. <laughs> Ronnie, where are you at, bro, as far as like religious, spiritually? What do you what do you practice or you practice anything at all? And what do you believe in? Are, are we just going full in? Are we worried about offending anybody? No. 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 Okay. No, absolutely not. Everybody's cool. Everyone's here. anus is relaxed while they're listening I, to this. I uh <laughs> I definitely believe in God, but I think there's a there's a fundamental flaw with taking man made scripture at face value. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm -hmm. And and that's pretty much the extent of it. I mean, do I think that the earth just fell out of some vortex's asshole? I don't think so. Like there's intelligent design, you know, when we look under a microscope, yeah. there's, you know what I mean? There, there's just, you just can't tell me that there's not intelligent design, mm -hmm. but also you can't tell me that, you know, uh, fucking talking snake started <laughs> getting pissed off because some people were doing some shit with an apple. Like I don't, I don't buy that. It was never stated that it was an apple, but okay. I mean, good, good, good observation. Cause I just did a presentation on that where it's like, we've always associated the apple with knowledge, right? We've always been told to give a teacher an apple, right? At the first day of school. So it is, it's sorry. It is creepy though. How, uh, and I think it's just like generations of generations of like, you know, the, the, the symbolism that does come indirectly from the Bible that we aren't even aware of, like the apple. Like, I've never thought about that until you just said that. But yeah, apples have always signified something good, a giving, a good gesture. And then snakes just give this primal fear to us, and you have no explanation why you're scared of the snake. It just, you know, it's kind of weird. Well, relig religion is government, too. You know what I mean? They mm -hmm. ruled the world for a long time. Like, they're Jesuits, the Catholics, you know what I mean? All types of different governments, and they were just another structure. I think the religion, and for me, I'm with you, man. I think that man-made things I just have to be skeptical of. I'm like, man, people can manipulate that. They can be saying like, hey, man, you should go this way. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And like that totally gets me stuck into this slave matrix, whatever they want to call it, right? That's yeah. how I feel about it. Well, it's a pretty good gig if you think about it, saying, hey, I was anointed by God. God speaks through me. You people listen to me. Give me your resources, and I give you the word of God. Like That's a pretty good mm -hmm. fucking hustle. Sure. Sure, but I will say this though, talking to other people like through like out the last few years. Now, I still have my belief and I still don't fully believe anything that goes from any book, but I do think there is like everything truth inside like if you read between the lines, right? Like when Joel's talking about the Nephilim and the giants, like it's easy to be like, "Ah, it's a biblical scripture, you know, maybe they were trying to scare them." But when you go through that's when you start going through history and you're like, "Wow, this native tribe that never even heard of this religion is talking about giants. Wow, this uh, other civilization that lived centuries before this, they're talking. That's when I start getting like, okay, now I'm entertaining the thought because you got me seeing different cultures from completely different, no faith. And now, the, for them to all have that same idea, that's when I start like, okay, maybe we're onto something. Yeah, that is kind of creepy to think about. And Rodney, one more question for you because it's, it's an important one. You said the world, right? Earth. And you're from your point of view, flat or round? Where are you at with that? I I don't buy into the flat Earth thing because I don't see the benefit of it. Whenever I hear, I don't even want to use the word conspiracy, but whenever whenever I hear an objection to what we think of the norm, whether it's the educational system or just common sense of 
you know, there, there's usually a a reason. And nobody's ever given me a good enough reason why anybody would lie about the earth being round. Like who benefits from lying about the earth being round? And it's not so much like the scientific part of it. Like, yeah, it could be flat. I mean, why, why wouldn't it? It's just nobody would benefit from lying about it. Like, oh, to sell NASA CGI, maybe, but they're so fucking rich. Like that's, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I think the earth is round just because I have no reason to believe it would be lied that it's flat. Hmm okay no i'm just saying because again that's one of the you can usually get a gauge as to how radical somebody will get based on just that question alone i mean from my experience now as of recently i did convert now i'm not full flat earth i'll, I'll just come out and say i'm not full flat earth but it there is definitely something afoot there is definitely some shenanigans af afoot and what really did it for me i'll tell you what did it for me was the bubbles in space the NASA space station footage. And then I don't know where you see the bubbles pop up. That's the one. I think that space is the bottom of our oceans. I think that, that there's, you know, like how they show us. But in could the that just be faked? And then like still there's still really space. You know what I mean? Like NASA could be a liar. Space is a real place. No, no, I'm saying. But like, you know, you said the boat. Because this is my question about Flat Earth. That just never has been answered. You say like, hey, the earth is like this. I can get a camera and zoom all the way in. I could just, then I'm like, why did they have light towers so tall? Like, what was the need to have a light a light tower so tall if you could just see across the ocean like that? Yeah. But you know what's funny about the whole thing, which is so hilarious, I've never thought of? Even if somebody thinks the earth is flat, who gives a fuck? This is one of those issues, like, you know, you hear the trans people say, oh, well, who, who cares if people want to pretend they're trans? Like, well, because now we're kind of messing with women's locker rooms and, like, mutilating mm -hmm. children. Like, it kind of affects people. If somebody wants to think the earth is flat, if they want to get on YouTube and say that, go ahead who's getting hurt by it you know what i mean mm -hmm. they they pin it like oh, this totally agree actual like violent disinformation like somebody's gonna die you know what i mean they and they strike that shit down quicker than child porn which is crazy to me like well, i don't fuck and that's the problem when it comes to this community too that the these platforms will do that and they're only feeling the fire and they're giving more credibility like now getting pulled or 100%. getting a strike is street cred when it comes to this and automatically yeah. when you when that happens you associate it with oh I've, i was telling the truth that's why they pulled my stuff down because i was telling i'm on to something i figured it out from my mom's basement and i'll be damned if these you you know lizard people at youtube are gonna stop me i'm gonna so they're feeling that fire and i think that's what that that's why it just rolls out of control and people will go crazy and just let their imagination go wild, right? When it comes to these ideas. Hey, I'll say this. <clears throat> when it comes to flat earth, you see way more animosity mm -hmm. from that camp than you do from the quote unquote globe tards. You know what I mean? Like you see them getting <laughs> super angry anytime you question that that could be a psyop. Like, well, maybe the flat earth thing was made up to get all you guys together in one arena to battle it out. Look, I think NASA lies. I'm not going to tell you exactly what they're doing because I, I don't know. Like, they, do I think that they're hiding things from us that's going on in space and all that? Absolutely. I don't think the Earth's flat. That's just my personal opinion and the stuff I've looked into. But I think there's weird shit going on. I've seen the bubbles, Juan. I agree with Sean, though. I think those instances are fake. I think, like, the space race, like, when we went to the moon, we weren't on the moon the first time. That was a whole thing to 
battle, like I said, the battle of the space race with all the countries. We had to prove we got there first before Mm -hmm. the other countries did. I mean, hell, we know over in China that they teach in their schools that our, you know, us landing on the moon was fake. Now, again, that could be brainwashing (laughs) on their end. But at the end of the day, we we do know these things. But I don't know exactly what the agenda is. I'm not going to say that. And look, here's the thing. If the earth ended up being flat, it doesn't change how I wake up in the morning and how I'm interacting with people and how I go to bed at night. I just don't understand why people get so angry about certain topics like this when they really don't matter in the big scheme of things. Like, does it matter about how you're going to be friends with people or connect your neighbor and the just the normal walking through life? I don't think it should, but what is... Flat Earth will get people zero to 60 faster than anything in this community I've ever seen in my life. And it's almost hilarious at this point. <laughs> and the reason I brought it up was because in right in the Bible, uh, I'm thinking of Job, where, where he talks about walking on the earth and within it. I mean, and I'm paraphrasing, right? And some people say that it talks about the flat earth and certain ancient scripture. And so to jump back onto the nephilim train for those that i'm sure are familiar with david and goliath i mean the story i mean that i think even if you're not christian that's a story that you've probably heard about before because it's supposed to write symbolic of overcoming obstacles regardless of how bad it may look on your end right the whole thing was david believed with the power of god he could take down this this giant this nephilim Right. I mean, that's that's essentially what he was. And I remember as a kid asking about, like, yo, why was this dude so big? And I could never get like a straight answer in Sunday school. I was like, yo, this 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 dude's a giant, bro. And then when you get into like the actual nitty gritty of it, of like, hey, when you look at the other translations, it was like talking about advanced technology and like relics that they didn't really know what it was. It was like it was it a sword that he that he decapitated him with or was was it a piece of equipment that we don't we interpreted as a sword but it was like maybe it was a lightsaber right right? well actually Juan when you're talking about that piece of technology too when David and the mighty man went hunting down Goliath's kinfolk in the mountains when it says in you know that he that one of the his his uh cousins or brothers pulled out a sword on him uh when you translate in the Hebrew there's no word to translate it into English so so they had to put sword there because it was some sort of piece of technology that he didn't understand and that kind of goes back to I think ancient cultures had a different kind of technology than we did that we would probably think would be super advanced now. And I think that's that, that's that whole dumbing down of, well, we think we're so advanced now, but I think that people are just as smart back then. They just utilize different things throughout history. I mean, you know, how did, how did these cultures build these expansive civilizations and some of these things that we can't build now? You know what I mean? You look at, you look at these megaliths all across the world, and yeah, I think maybe Nephilim could be tied into that or some sort of piece of technology, which, again, when you're looking at places like the Smithsonian and some of these uh, institutions that go to these sites and dig up these things and we don't really know what was dug up at these sites we only know what they show us that's been done there so i think you got to have an open mind to say like hey we we really don't know a lot about history maybe outside of maybe 100 and 
or 150 years. We don't know a lot. We we try to glean what we can from books. Um, that's probably our best source because uh, we know that the in- internet, especially Google, is pretty pretty uh, censored. Reli- they're reliable. <laughs> they're as reliable as can be, bro. I trust. I trust Google and I trust all of them. <laughs> mm. I love them. But on the whole flat Earth thing, man, the the reason why I, I think people uh, gravitate and push off like subjects like this, the main goal, and whether it's subconsciously or it's an actual plan that people are putting together, is to constantly divide the working class. Like to me, it's keep the people divided, fighting over so many issues where we're boom, boom, hey, no, the Earth's flat, no, this happened in no, even within it, and like when me and Joel have gone over with like Cass Sunstein's, you know, uh, paper, uh, cognitive infiltration. He lays it all out there, like trying to divide these conspiracy groups. Like people were really like, hey, man, we want to know what happened in 9-11. And now it went from that to like the towers were CGI. And you're like, come on, bro. Like, let's talk about like as far as at least like Nephilim and homunculus to me, that still has historical like track record. Like you can go track it down. Like some of the stuff Mm -hmm. is just speculation. And I think that's the problem. But I think those interjections are intentional to keep us always fighting and not being able to like see eye to eye and actually have a discussion rodney you want to say something bro i still don't understand what uh homoculus versus nephilim means (laughs) is it like good versus evil or something oh (laughs) just wait there's more yeah so okay okay so let's get the homunculus thing because it kind of links into the nephilim so the nephilim and the way i like the nephilim narrative is right this was pre-deluge so before the flood (laughs) Okay, and I know Joel's gonna probably disagree with this one, but I think that right, if you if you want to believe, I think it's the second law of thermodynamics that energy cannot be created nor destroyed; it can only be transformed. You have the idea that when the Nephilim were taken out with this flood with Noah, who I believe was also a great alchemist, uh, the energies of the Nephilim exist, and that's how we have. Hey, our time de- I want uh, Rodney. Do you know what an alchemist is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, sure. What what what's your definition of alchemy, bro? It it's like the ancient magician type, like changing, uh, like physicists, like ancient physicists, isn't it? Like, uh, creating gold and creating different compounds. I don't know. It's it's too it's way over my head, but I have a general idea what it is. So alchemy at, at its base level is yeah. If you if you were to Google alchemy right now, it would be turning lead into gold. I mean, that's essentially. Okay. Yeah. So they call it projecting and projection is taking a substance to its purest form. And that would be gold, right? So taking lead, turning it into gold, but it gets, it's a lot more complicated than that. And so real quick, the, the Nephilim and the, 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 the demonic entity origins, I believe that the entities that we encounter today, like the one that touched Sean, might have been of Nephilimic origins when the earth was reset and the, the spirits... They didn't leave. They're still here, but they're just wandering. And that's why they're so angry. And that's why they touched Sean in his no-no area, because they're angry that they were taken out by God. And that's my interpretation of the origins of evil. And I get that from Dr. Lumpkin, who... Why would I disagree with that? I thought you I thought you said that. I, I could have swore I've heard you say before that you don't think that Nephilim are demonic. So... Absolutely not. I completely believe that the spirits of the Nephilim are the demons of today. Oh, well. Then I so can, can, we, can we break it down to its simplest form, right? So the, the Nephilim, right? Do they have 
scales? Are they human? Like, is it a spirit? Depends. Basically, what's, what's the it's physical like physical form of Nephilim. A fallen angel. Let me let me jump down for you because I, I got to. This is me. This is my. Let me shine real quick. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what's it called? Basically, it's a fallen angel, like fucking a, a a lady, like a human. Okay. And then it creates a new thing, and then that could be like sometimes a human, sometimes an animal, creating like who knows, like the infinite. But at its uh, core, it's a fallen angel. A fallen angel okay. creating, procreating with another creature. And, and as far as physical characteristics, it was what seven fingers. Did they state six the- fingers? Right, six like, right, six toes. Uh, usually, double this rows. Is a teeth. debate. Yeah, double rows. But it's usually a debate between me and Joel. Like I kind of think they're in that fifteen to twenty foot range. Joel's like, hey, they could have been like forty feet. But some of the stuff we were talking about on our new episode coming Imagine out, the size of his dick, be. bro, at forty <laughs> feet, dog, dude. Hey, I've got the answer of how that worked too. Bro. So ancient cultures actually on the on some of the hieroglyphs had these funnels that were attached to these women's vaginas and you would see these giants spilling seed into the funneling systems. Damn. Yeah, we talked to Gary Wayne and Gary Wayne. <laughs> yeah, Gary Wayne broke it down for us when he came on the show last year. Damn, and shout you know, out that Gary. Dude, just deep. Yeah, cuz that was one of like one of our biggest questions that we wanted to ask about it is, like, is right there on it? Oh, I, I got this one. They got a funnel. They got the 40 oh, foot funnel. Damn, yeah. cheeks yeah, spreading yeah. everything. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. And then he said that the women Nephilim would have sex with like regular human men to procreate. And he's like, but I don't know how good that would feel for them. Oh, so are there <laughs> so- both? Are there male and female Nephilim then? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. Are there, non, also, are there non-binary the, Nephilim? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am glad you asked this. The re- <laughs> but also, now that we talk more about it, like Joel's taught me a lot and like just going deeper into it in the last like year and a half or so, mm. there's also could be Nephilim that are like human size, right? Like over time, like there is different, like basically it's fallen angel bloodline. And that is, and then like, I like Juan says this a lot, like whether... It's real or they believe it. So elitists like that rule the world believe this. Whether it's true or not, they believe this to their core and they I have did. for a long time. I believe it. I mean, what what you know, where else does this generational bloodlines of elites mm-hmm. come from? They were touched by the Nephilim, dude. Yeah. I just learned about this and it all you know when you hear something and something clicks? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's yeah, what's happening right now it's, I'm putting it all together that's these fucking royal bloodlines and everything that's why they want to keep shit in the family because they were touched by the Nephilim mm-hmm. like Sean he yeah. just got an episode yeah, right there the touched gene, by a Nephilim <laughs> they call it the gene of Isis so you've got Oof. different Nephilim bloodlines um, the fairy bloodlines you got a lot of different ones that break down from that but the gene of Isis is what they think that they have you know whether they do or not use up for debate but that's what they think that they have and they protect these bloodlines that's where you see a lot of inbreeding and stuff mm-hmm. with some of these families like the Rothschilds and all them because they Damn. feel like they are of the blood of the gods they said literally fallen angels had sex with our bloodline we are of the gods like we are above everyone else and that's why when people think about money power and fame that's not why they think they're better than us they literally think that their bloodline is better than everyone else's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah no definitely and so if you're if you were to follow the chronology of the origins of alchemy allegedly the origins of alchemy start with the nephilim the nephilim taught right the daughters of men the arts of what makeup 
of how to interpret the stars. What else, Joel? Give me, give me the other ones. The of the of the roots. Astrology, sword making. They taught them uh, how to make metals. It was it was all about taking something that and I and I agree with you that Noah was an alchemist and I mm -hmm. think Adam was too. I think yep. there's two different camps of alchemy. I think you had people that were using it to help the earth and then you had this other bloodline that came along that was trying to corrupt it oh, so yeah, yeah you've got these fallen angels like azazel and some of those guys that were you know working with hand in hand with humankind plus their children the nephilim which were these giants and to the point that shine and always adds about how tall they were um there is a story rodney about alexander the great so his he sent some scouts out to an island and they were digging around this island and they found three uh, skeletons of giants and they were in the 35 foot range and he kept them in one of his like see, uh, hidden chambers of some of his trophies and stuff like that. So there's some stories of some massive giant uh, skeletons found throughout history. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Alchemy was introduced by the fallen angels, right, to to the daughters of men, and that's allegedly where the right the knowledge was spread on to. I think it was Ham, right, the the, the one of the sons of Noah. Again, correct me if I'm wrong. This is where it gets blurry for me, Joel. And then, right, Noah would have known of the arts, right. So there's there's a correlation there, and also I've seen the ark in some alchemical plates before so references to noah in alchemy as well now alchemy at its at its face value is turning lead into gold now it happened during the 16th century but alchemy itself it's a multi-layer topic now not to get too lost in the sauce but it's a biological uh spiritual a transcendental and it's a, it's a a topic that exists on multiple levels now it, it, it was a philosophical movement. Some people would say that the lead into gold was the spirit of man, the consciousness of man. That's what they said the Freemasons were trying to do. Some people took it to the literal sense of turning lead, these balls of lead, into gold. So you have that. But within alchemy, the essential idea behind it was manipulate matter in this reality to affect to have a metaphysical effect on reality and time itself when you achieve the magnum opus which is the great work in alchemy and there are various magnum opus or opi i don't know how you would say the multiple of that where it's this work that you achieve and paracelsus he was he said that you can only achieve the magnum opus if the alchemist himself was purified with within himself so it was almost like this self-initiation process. Now, it's like Gnosis, like the Gnostics are like, well, you can achieve divinity through Gnosis. Well, what's Gnosis? It's whatever divine knowledge it is to you, right? It's whatever, you know, that one thing that'll click for you, and that's your Gnosis to you. So in alchemy, when you achieve your magnum opus, you are able to step outside of space and time, and you become this immortal being this ascended master now that's one of the magnum opus there's the divine androgen where you become a divine androgen where you, like funkadelic Falconelli, where he was both man <laughs> and female right you have the philosopher's stone which is able to heal able to turn things from lead into gold you have the elixir of life where you're able to live forever and then there is one more which i believe is right there's always a common theme when it comes to all this biblical 
religious talk, right? It's man wanting to emulate God and sometimes even become that God. So these Nephilim, these fallen angels, you know, the story of Lucifer is like, oh, what happened with Lucifer? He wanted to be God, right? He wanted to become him. So the last magnum opi or opus within alchemy is the creation of a homunculus. Now, a homunculus is Latin for little man, and it's the artificial generation of life. Now, stay with me, Rodney, because it's going to get weird. The purpose of having a homunculus, which means little man, a homunculus is a magical little man. And the purpose for having a homunculus was to extract magical abilities from it by doing stuff with it. Now, use your imagination, okay? I, my imagination is too wild to be saying doing stuff. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So there's, okay, there's various things you can do. Okay. There's various things you can right? the, you can have it as a buddy. You can let it do stuff for you. You can mow your lawn. It'll divinate for you. It'll tell the future. It'll just hang out with you. And then if you let it grow into old age, it becomes a mythological giant or dwarf. It grows into this, these mythological beings. Now, depending on which grimoire you read, you can vivisect it or dissect it and use various parts of its body for various magical abilities. Can other people see your homunculus or is it your homunculus? Other people can see your homunculus. Absolutely. Okay. Cause it's not, cause I was wondering because you know, how a lot of children, like children can see shit that adults can't, you know, yes. you know, children talk about having imaginary friends. It's like, okay, well now this makes sense. Cause it's just the homunculus looking over the children. So, that would be a sort of egregore, but that steps into the realm oh, of homunculus. How did so, I forget about the fucking egregore, dude? Eg <laughs> I love it. God, hey, an idiot. Is that, is that a homunculus in your pocket? So, or just happy to a, a thought form, okay? A, a tulpa thought form. It's a sort of, of mental projection, which, again, Rodney... The, uh, the homunculus has evolved throughout history and, and uh, being the head of homuncology here in Florida, right? The, the last living homuncologist, I know of these things because I study this on a daily basis. But one of the aspects of the homunculus was that there was a metaphysical one during the Taoist, which is an ancient uh, Chinese religion that later on spread to Japan. But they believed that they right? history has a funny way of repeating itself. But back then, and I'm talking about. Right, this stems back to 26 BC, 2600 BCE, if you want to believe mainstream uh, history. But back then, they believed, Rodney, that men, these alchemists, could impregnate themselves. Now, that sounds really familiar, but they I mean, believed that they could impregnate themselves with an immortal embryo, right? And then that embryo would become alive, and they could project it out of their body and it would run in the wild for them. And they would they would escape samsara. They would escape reincarnation. They would escape whatever cycle they were in because part of their physical body was living in the wild for them. Okay? So... <laughs> You know, at right now, there's four guys recording a podcast, and they're talking about somebody chasing a football, and we're doing this right now. And I just want to say this is way better. <laughs> well, this is way more productive. This is, this is my impression of Rodney after uh, Juan going off. <laughs> no, dude, I love it. I love it, dude, because... You are not prepared. 
I'm not like that? I'm not depressed or anything, dude, but I'm just kind of bored in my life. So I'm always looking at like, okay, what haven't I done? What is something new? Where can my mind go? Because I feel I you reach a all right, what are we looking at right here? Are we looking at homunculus cartoons? This is uh this is from the homunculus owner's manual. Oh goddamn, right? dude. And Dope. this is you can put your homunculus to do chores for you. So I've had mine mow my lawn before, and then you can do other stuff with it. You know, you can fly later on, and you can do some freaky stuff. But yeah, make sure to check that out. So tjojp.com or paranoidamerican.com. But yeah, there's a homunculus. So to piggyback off Juan, so to piggyback off Juan a little bit into merging the Nephilim and homunculus idea, which <sighs> he and I flirted with doing. We don't always go like battling each other and which is better we're about to dp rodney right now (laughs) the nephilim could have been a form of homunculus because we don't know how these women were impregnated so if they were impregnated out of the system of their actual uterus in some sort of non-physical realm then they then the nephilim themselves could be a homunculus because that makes sense Rodney. It makes sense. It makes sense, dude. Rodney, hold on, bro. Part of making, because this this is a topic that goes so deep, you, you don't even begin to comprehend. And I, and I want to just put the tip in right now because I know you're a bit overwhelmed when it comes to this topic. And it's a lot to take in, trust me, I know. I'm, I'm hanging in there, dude. I'm, I'm, it's, we're doing all right. Part of, part of the formula to create a homunculus was the absence of a woman. Okay, so it was straight up the semen in a bottle, in a in a in an artificial matrix, right? A matrix mm-hmm. is a womb or whatever. So they were like, "Hey, if I can impregnate a woman, this is the al- you know the alchemist of old talking. If I can impregnate a woman and, and make life, right, a little baby, what happens if I take my seed and I just put it in a cow, or in a monkey, or in a lamb, or in whatever you know X Y Z? Use your imagination, Rodney. So it gets very dark." So they believe that they could then birth chimeras like that. So oh God, you have, here comes the chimeras, dude. Exactly. So, right? Chimeras. What All if right. these chimeras of antiquity that we see in these old religious scripture and these old paintings was a byproduct of these alchemical shenanigans that were happening? Because as Joel was saying... Now, this is not me making this up. This is an actual argument from the 15th century, okay? People were arguing, Rodney, if Jesus Christ was a homunculus. Because, now, alchemically speaking, if there is no penetration and a baby is put inside of a woman and they believe that through the menstrual blood of a woman a human body was created, that's what they believed back then, Therefore, Jesus, when he was created in the womb of Mary, for example, he would have had to have been a condensed version at first. Therefore, being a homunculus, according to Paracelsian principles. And Paracelsus was the alchemist that gave birth to the homunculus. Now, again, that's... It, yeah, that, I, think, I think Mary was just getting it on the low, dude. Maybe, but I'm just putting that out there because Joel brings up a good point that these things could have been... What, what, how do they say this? They say it. Um, divine intervention, these Nephilim, right? Of, of, and not divine as far as angelic, but demonic in nature, right? So dem- look at Merlin, right? In the Arthurian legend. Merlin, the wizard, 
The reason he has powers is because he's half human, half demon. His mom, similar to Sean, was touched by an entity, and she was impregnated by a male demon. So that's why he has powers in the Arthurian legend, okay? Sean, it's all right, bro. Show me out. Show me on the homunculus where he touched hey. you. No, I'm just saying. I I just see Rodney over there's minds blown. Just he's just. <laughs> I get it, man. He's like, ah, man. Wait a second. He's like, Whew, okay. The I get it, man. When I heard the same thing, I I feel what you're going through. When I was, I'm like, what? I mean, I, I'm kind. I'm kind. But of you're following. comprehending. But it just I'm, seems sometimes seems like yeah, it's. It's a lot to me. I just, too, so. I, I'm being respectful of the show, and I'm not going to derail it. But I do have a million questions and a million opinions, <laughs> so I'm just sitting oh, here like this show's for. Yeah, bro. Getting your, Go getting ahead. your, getting that's your what we brought off. you on here to, to 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 blow your mind and if you'd ask questions. So feel free. So the chimeras, all right. Let's let's. Can we talk about them? Yeah, yeah. Put put me up on game here because I need to know how deep this goes. It goes deep, okay. bro. It goes deep. goes deep. So you could go the route that Juan's going with the alchemical this route. homunculus thing, the alchemical route, or you could go the route that I like to go with, that fallen angels copulated with animal kind and created these chimeras. Also, these fallen angels were scientists themselves, so they helped splice DNA of different uh, animal kind and humankind and created some of these chimeras throughout time as well. Joel, how how were you in school? What what how how did how did you perform in high school and college? And if you went, were you just like, did you just soak uh, everything up, or is this just a, a a niche where your brain just clicks? Like, do you build rockets? Did really well in school. No, I did build rockets, but I did really well in school. Okay, did you go to college? Yeah, I did. What what'd you study? Uh, internet specials, web design. Okay, yeah, dude, you're fucking, your your brain's on something else, dude. That's that's a compliment. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it's it. like you're like this lizard, this walking encyclopedia of everything that's fucked up with the world. <laughs> I need, I need you. <laughs> I'm using good. it as a sound bite. That's great. <laughs> that's dope. So, Rodney, what have I told you right now, in your head? According to neuroscience and neurology, there's a homunculus right now in your head. Let me think about that. So, because we never talked about the physical presence of the homunculus. We just talked about the spirit amongst us battling the Nephilus because it's kind of an equal opposite reaction, correct? Unless we get into the chimeras, which we think is the fucking uh, self-biologically something bastard child of itself mm-hmm. it may it makes sense it makes sense that it'd be in my head because we're all touched and influenced by the forces of uh of the world so yeah i, I could see there'd be a homo- little homunculus no no there, there's so according to neuroscience the homunculus is an actual medical term and it's supposed to represent your neural pathways in a representation of a little person and i'll pull up a picture here in a second so is that your inner voice no, I always I wonder what what is what is the inner voice. Well, I'm not doing anything. I'm on autopilot. I have an inner voice telling me everything to do. So what is? That? <laughs> so the cortex. Let me show you the cortex, man. Then we'll go there. And as far as there being a physical homunculus, 
there are some people who did believe that there was a physical homunculus. There, there was, you know, there was the spiritual one, then there was the actual physical one. Now, let me pull this up. This is a cortex, man. And this is in neuroscience. This is part of your, this is part of your brain. Okay. So this representation is supposed to be a representation of how much of a body part your brain uses okay so you use it a lot to eat your tongue your hands right you use your hands a lot in motor skills and this is the way that they're able to interpret that so the cortical homunculus is a representation of your neural map and mm. the way it's put is that your homunculus is constantly changing on a day-to-day -day basis depending on your environment so this is an actual actual medical term okay so it's a distorted representation of the human body based on the neurological map of the areas and proportions of the human brains and there's a motor homunculus a sensory homunculus and this is an actual thing in the field now there is also the homunculus <laughs> argument which is a more philosophical idea that's linked to the cartesian theater that they said, hey, you know, like you're, you're thinking about what is consciousness. Well, back then, Rodney, they thought that consciousness was a little guy inside your, a little version of you inside your brain watching everything you're watching. But then they're like, wait a minute. What's inside that little guy's brain? Oh, that's right. Another little guy watching what that little guy's watching on the main screen. But then they're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's in that little guy's brain? Ad infinitum. All the way down to the homunculus argument is a, again an informal fallacy so it's it's impossible because it it's, goes on forever and ever but that's what they believed back then so they thought that the little person in your head or quite literally it was a little person in your head watching and observing everything that you do okay and it goes to all you know how they say turtles all the way down well i say homunculi all the way down and reality consists of homunculus all the way down so Damn. depending on who you ask right the older you go in history, the more metaphysical the homunculus was. And then when you get to the 16th century, you know, all around there, there were actually recipes, Rodney, on how to birth these physical beings into existence. Now, that included chimeras. So animals, you know, you have the cow with the face of a man or um, um, a monkey right, with the face of a dog or vice versa. So they were birthing these things into existence. And some alchemists were extracting magical powers from these beasts because, again, they had different types of beliefs. Now, it gets very, very, very complicated as to why they believe that. But essentially, the homunculus gave its creator godlike powers. I don't know if you've ever heard of the golem or we heard of the golem before. No, nah, no. Nah. You've heard of Frankenstein, I, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's Frankenstein comes from the golem. Is this considered right-wing extremism? Is that what this is? Or Because <laughs> if you think about it, isn't this the most... Because they would label what we're talking about as right-wing extremism, right? But isn't this like as liberal as you can possibly be, completely opening up your mind to like... and be accepting of any idea? Yeah? I believe in the government leaving me the fuck alone. That's what I believe in. Yeah. You know... That's 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 what I like. <laughs> good luck with that. Yeah, good luck with that. But I'm saying that those <laughs> yeah, are my beliefs. To do too. So like, no, I agree with Rodney. What have they done to us? <laughs> what have they do to us? <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> what do they do to us? He's like, what is this world? 
<laughs> that is how I feel sometimes when we're talking about stuff. We're like, what is it? <laughs> like, they just make people and these angels come down. They have sex with their women. And then they have these kids that beat the shit out of us. It's like, man, this is a lose-lose situation. How do we win this? <laughs> And you're worried about voting for Donald Trump, man. <laughs> yeah, so I believe, Rodney, I mean, this is as recent. Look at the new Willy Wonka movie trailer. In the new Willy Wonka movie trailer, there is a homunculus. And not only that, but if we even go further back, so check this out. This is for the new Willy Wonka movie. Check that out. That's a little homunculus. It's kind of bad, low... But there's a little homunculus and there's a guy in a little vessel. And that's how the homunculus are interpreted. Now, this may seem like science fiction, but as of lately, as of probably a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, they came out with artificial embryos were created for the first time without the use of male or female. So this was June was june what day was it shoot anyway this was june 14th i think it was synthetic human embryos created in groundbreaking advance so this is I, this is a real thing i got a question for y'all have we seen in pop culture movies or anything have we seen any other representation of homunculus yeah any like what's what's an example so an example of homunculus would be I would even say Edward Scissorhands. He was a synthetic humanoid created that was never finished. That's why they put scissors on his hands. He was created, artificially created. Now, that gets more into the golem aspect of it, which is the typical Frankenstein's monster narrative. Your creation goes out of control and starts destroying you. But the thing about the golem, which is a magical man created through word magic, is that it's programmed to do one thing and one thing only. It's more of a robotic, cybernetic AI, therefore more Terminator style. I create this thing. Oh, my creation just went out of control, which is the typical movie that we see in Hollywood. As far as homunculus, I mean, this gets into the realm of, of transference of consciousness. So altered carbon where they're growing the bodies in a lab. And let's not even let's not even go too far out. The Matrix. What does Neo come out of at the beginning of the movie? And he looks around and what does he see? A whole bunch of pods. And what are people? How are people created artificially in these synthetic? The Matrix, the womb. And what does he do? He breaks out. And he, so Neo would fall under this homunculus narrative, right? He's learning to see, learning to walk, right? He can't, right? You're a little bit like Neil right now when he first comes out. He's kind of shaking up. He's looking around, right? And he's kind of he gets up and throws up. That's how you feel right now, Rodney, right? And you're asking, what is real right now, right? Are the Nephilim real? Are the homunculus real? You know, what, what's going on? So you're Neil in the Matrix right now, dude. Let's not go too far. I mean, I've been uh, molested in my sleep as well by a ghost. So if you're telling me that that's the Nephilim, now I finally have some. Because they told me it's sleep paralysis. And this was before. So I was like in seventh or eighth grade. And I didn't have Google at the time. So I had no idea. So I legitimately was having the feelings of being repeatedly molested by a demon. And then uh, I get on Google years later. I say, hey, what was this demon that was R-wording me? 
and they said it was uh, called sleep paralysis. So now I know that it was actually the Nephilim. The more you know. You know what I mean? The more you know. That's how you get better at life. But I think I just, that... Uh, uh, I'm going to go back and... I would say a better analogy is Rodney's the blonde chick on the plane. He's not real. He's mm. not real. <laughs> mm -hmm. I felt bad for her, dude. But there again, this idea, it's not... It's not too far-fetched now, especially this whole NPC talk, right? Especially with this. Now, think about it. They're thinking about the ethics of these. Now, this is what they're... This is the exoteric. This is a month old already. This is one month old. This is exoteric. This is what they're showing us just to get the tip in. Okay? Just to, just to get us used to... Okay. All right. Now... They're talking about the ethical and legal issues. So now, similar to the 14th century, when the alchemists were like, hey, I create a homunculus, I quickly destroy because I don't know if God died for that homunculus of sins. I don't know if it's going to have a good soul or a bad soul. Now they're talking about the ethical issues. You know, are these people going to pay taxes? Are they going to have a social security number? Are they going to, you know, what Rodney's going to have like a bunch of homunculus like buying his shirt. Did they better? <laughs> we, just, we just open up a whole new market. So, and I think, Rodney, I think that this goes into, and I'm going to be using some words now to, to let's see, let's see here. The there's me and Paranoid American started a website. It's called the Cult Decode, and we're going to be using this to again stay off the radar of the algorithmic daemons when it comes to the algorithms right so we have banned words and you can type in a word here you can either if you're screen sharing you can toggle this right and i probably should blur that out but there's a lot of words in here that would be triggered by the by the algorithm and you can type in whatever you want to substitute that word for and you'll get an alternative that, that is safe on the youtube or whatever platform that is uh, very banny right that likes to ban people it'll be safe on there and I forgot where I was going to go with that, but... I don't know. That's a hell of a tool, though. What the fuck? Yeah, so we have a Gematria calculator, and it's... It gets, we use it because we we talk about a lot of weird stuff, Rodney. Okay, I don't know if you've noticed, but we talk about a lot of weird things. Uh, not particularly. So <laughs> this is a tool, you know, people could use a cultdecode.com. Go on here, you have a Gematria calculator. What does Gematria mean? So gematria is a form of right, assigning a letter to a numerical value. Now, some people, right, this gets into numerology. I believe that the elites assign numerical values to their names in order to sort of hack the matrix and have a resonance. And that's a whole other episode. But essentially, you can use words as talismans, Rodney. And what a talisman is, is something that augments your, your magical ability. Hence, a homunculus is a meat and bones talisman because it augments your magical abilities. So, again, that's just, I wanted to plug that because that's something I've been using. And also, I forgot where I was going to go with that. But, yeah, guys, take it take it over. And, oh, um, yeah, I forgot. Go ahead. <laughs> Sean, Joel. Yeah, what you got for us, Sean? Oh, uh, well, first I was to say about the homunculus thing kind of reminds me of that Rick and Morty episode where he thinks he impregnated a planet 
You know what I mean? And then like it turns out the one person is controlled. So you could say that maybe there is homunculus that have been around amongst us forever. Uh, no. And they're controlled by one entity, like kind of like how mushrooms work. You know how mushrooms like kind of all connected and they're like consciousness or whatever you call it, their nervous system. It's kind of remind me of that. I was like, well, it's really possible that when they see, do say NPCs, which I don't necessarily subscribe to that idea. I think an NPC, in my opinion, I can go and dabble in some of that like craziness. But for the most part, I think it's like what, face value. NPCs are things that we're creating ourselves, right? For the most part. NPCs are the people that are like, yes, 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 gang, gang, gang. That's crazy. <laughs> when I they're now everybody's doing that. They're calling it like AI. You see that, right? It's just wild. So to me, that's like the NPC lifestyle that is going out there. And you guys are like way like my the things that I kind of like, I think everybody has their base, right? Joel's like a like I wouldn't say his base is Nephilim, but that's his like main gig. And mm -hmm. Juan is like homunculus. Mine are just like run of the mill, man. It you know, hey, the government's corrupt. <laughs> so it's not even like anything crazy. But you can entangle. The part that gets crazy is you can entangle. Like one of the things that uh, I was going to talk about was like the Franklin scandal. I don't know if you ever heard of the Franklin scandal. Uh, mm. It's like where the Republicans and uh, this big. This dude that was running, I think his name's Damp. He was running with uh, Reagan. He he was pushing with Reagan. And anyways, there's, it's, it's a, a ring of boys that were found in the White House connected to different senators, uh, George W.H. Bush, Reagan, and a lot of top Republicans. You know how we hear all this about, oh, it's the Clintons are taking all the kids. But if you look into like the Franklin scandal, that whole thing uncovered a big sex ring by Republicans. So... It kind of just shows you both sides because money is money. And when you go into the Nicaraguan wars and Gary Webb, you know, like exposing that the Nicaraguan wars were funded by the CIA selling cocaine, smuggling it through Mexico, creating the cartels and then creating it, letting people create crack rocks and ruins the community altogether to fund a war, to overthrow a government. So to me, when you open those doors, anything's on the table now. Because if you're going to lie about simple things, and, I, and, and I'm with you, Rodney, like the planet, who knows, right? Like it doesn't really matter. But when I start seeing like the shape of the planet, I don't think like, like Joe always says, it's not going to change how I wake up in the morning. These little things that we see like 9-11, you know, like, hey, you know, able danger. Why were they running uh, an operation the same time? They were like a training exercise called able danger was the same time that planes were hitting the tower, right? That it's the same exercise. Like, yeah, it's going to be a hijacker. We're going to be looking through planes. You can hear in the, in the when they get on the radio, they're like, uh, is this real or is this exercise? So when I see that they can do stuff like that and like let it go, then I'm like, why couldn't the people that were in charge, like the Jesuits, why when the Catholics were in charge or whatever name, the Phoenicians, whoever was in charge at the time, the Romans, you know, we could go on and on and on. Why wouldn't they manipulate other texts. Now, that doesn't mean the text is invalid, but what I'm saying is they use that Bible, in my opinion, as a tool to like kind of not just enslave people, but get them under that mindset and push people away from the true like kind of metaphysical abilities that we as human beings have. Like, and what does that mean? Does that mean we can fly? Maybe not, but 
to be able to manifest and to grow into a, a, a human being that could just find happiness, pure happiness, right? We're always into this stress and depression's big. Look at how music's coming through. They're covering it all up. And the reason why I think like then you get people like alchemy, like alchemy pushing harder for these homunculus, not necessarily to be nefarious, but to get away from the system at the time. But then it can be later on used nefariously. So to me, it's all connected, like it's interwoven. So if they will lie today, why wouldn't they lie then? Now, does that mean that the Nephilim is really a real thing? I don't know. Is the homunculus a real thing? I don't know. But it, what is real is George W.H. Bush and Reagan were fucking little boys. That's it. You know what I mean? That's my. Uh, I'll get off my soapbox. <laughs> it's interesting, uh, you know, the word nefarious with the nephilim. You know, almost I like words. So that's that's an interesting connection right there. And that's a more practical use. And I remember what I was going to say before I I blanked out. I'm going to call him Dr. Eggman. Everyone knows that a whole bunch of people drove, run on his airplane, right? Dr. Eggman and oh, his yeah. island. Rodney, have you ever heard of Zorro Ranch in the middle of the desert? No. Where he wanted to impregnate 30 women? No. Well, I believe he was trying to create a homunculus or homunculi, plural. And what Sean was saying, if you take this idea of the homunculus and put it in modern terms... Right. We have that stuff that rhymes with Google Chrome and that they want to extract that from people. Well, they're t they're telling you in your face they can synthetically make humans. What you, rhymes with Google Chrome? <laughs> are you you don't you're not up to date with the bro, the whole you really don't know Thrill Oxide? You never heard of it? Nah, dude. Nah, man. How, are you into conspiracies at all, bro? The stuff that they extract from children that the Dude. elites no? No. Wow. You ever heard of adrenal chrome? <laughs> no. You dance around and say, you know what? Just throw it. <laughs> wow, okay. So this is it's a substance that supposedly is supposed to extend the life of the people who it's allegedly it's adrenaline mixed in with blood. And oxygen and it makes this whole concoction that's supposed to rejuvenate these elites and they extract it from torturing then killing these kids really yeah. big in the q crowd really. yeah, yeah yeah i i, I know about <laughs> that I, I just don't know the term dude oh well again yeah so like if you it and i'm sure you've heard enough you know uh because i know uh, you and i have talked before and you got some uh pretty crazy uh folks from this crowd following you and you were like man you got these crazy like q anons like follow me or whatever so yeah that crowd was really like big at putting that word to the forefront was the adrenochrome well, and what these elites were taking these kids for and i think the tech companies have had have done a really good job about suppressing this kind of shit because mm -hmm. I'm such a like fucking workaholic and so in my own world that unless it falls in front of my face, I just don't know about it. So that was a question right. I was going to ask you guys where you guys even seek this stuff out because I, I wouldn't know where to start. Like I, I wouldn't even know. I would have never ended up on a Nephilim homoculus without having this conversation. It just would have never crossed my my planes. So it's like, where do, where do you start? What book do you go check out? Like, what what do you where do you what's where do you start? I mean, as far as it goes for me, I it's it's an accumulation of different literature 
And for I get this question all the time. It's like, oh, where should I start when it comes to all this esoterica or occultism? And I always tell people the same thing. I always say Manly P. Hall's The Secret Teachings of All Ages. Start off with that. What's and it called? Sorry, can you say it one more time? Manly P. Hall, The Secret Teachings of All Ages. And it's an encyclopedia. And just start off with that. Just read that. Now, that's going to blow your mind on its own if you're new to this stuff. And then anything else under occultism or esoterica is going to be those same subjects, but on a much deeper level. So if you don't like if you don't like that at the base level, you're not going to like the other stuff. And I mean, I'm I'm going to get that book. I'm going camping in Canada on Friday for like seven days, just out in bumfuck Canada. And I'm going to get that book and I'm going to be reading that shit out in the woods, bro. It's going to be sick. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I got a book you should reach out to, too. It's not a, on that level of homunculus or Nephilim, but Edward Bernays' propaganda, man, that's like, to me, is like a foundation piece because he is the godfather of PR and propaganda, and it really kind of pieces together how the news and intel. It doesn't really tell the intelligent aspect of it, but you can see how the intelligence agents are really using the news and the media and now the tech and the influencers to dictate and push the flow of where they want people to think. Yeah, see, that, that's kind of my wheelhouse is the whole human nature and manipulation and like the mm-hmm. political side of like population control. Like that's how, you know, well, and you're probably wondering like, well, is, how does this, how this guy get into this conversation? Because that's how, you know, Joel and I kind of crossed paths on on that sort of realm of talking about population control human nature all that kind of shit that's that's more up my uh yeah and the thing is rodney it it all ties in together and that's something that sean and i preach on our show and you know we've had you on the show before and and, you know we do tons of stuff with Juan and you can go to the utmost deepest crevices of it talking about homunculus and Nephilim and the occult but you'll find the deeper you're going in the geopolitical realm that all that stuff connects to the occult because these guys that are in power they believe this stuff and what I preach is Listen, you don't have to believe at all that they think they're from these bloodlines or that they have these magical powers or creating homunculus behind the scenes. But guess what? They do. And they're willing to act on what they believe to control you, to suppress you because of their belief systems. We talk about how religion is constant, constantly manipulated throughout history and all religions for that matter. And it's all done in the guise of we're here to help you and this is what they do to us right now and even in your wheelhouse rodney you're still playing in the same like sandbox we're in because we're all trying to seek the truth we're all trying to find out how it all connects together and you can go super deep into alchemy and realize hey these guys at the top these elites they believe in alchemy just as much as juan does (laughs) yeah i got called a satanist this week so I'm gonna stop Damn. podcasting, guys. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta tone it down. No, but yeah, what well, exactly? That's, that's how it all comes full circle because I call it the political because these pol- political figures, some would say, Joel would say that they are Nephilim puppets, right? That they are adhering to orders from up above or down below, however you want to say it. But outside forces is the whole point. And then, again, it gets into this idea of uh, being used as some sort of 
meat suit or flesh puppet, right? That they put on in the front in the limelight for whoever it is is watching. But yeah, it comes out, it comes around full circle. I do think that these guys are occultists, the ones that are, are ruling, and they use symbols. I mean, it's all about symbols. Symbols are the language of the soul, and symbols will also be their downfall, in my opinion, because again, when they're when you gotta remember, Rodney, you know, we're at least I am uninitiated. And to the uninitiates, when you read something, you may read a text, and this is this is universal when it comes to occultism. The uninitiated will read the text at face value. Okay. And they're going to read it similar to the Bible. They say that there's people who say that there are chemical, alchemical symbolism and, and, and cryptography in the Bible itself, hidden messages in the Bible, the original Bible, 1611 at least. And to the initiated, the people who are in the know, in these clubs and these secret societies, whatever it is you want to call them, when they read that same text, they extract something completely different from it. How do we get initiated? That's my lifelong goal. You gotta do, <laughs> you gotta do butt stuff. A lot of butt stuff, yeah. bro. Yeah. There's always a catch. And, yeah. And I got a question because you said that uh, uh, Joe would say, and this is a serious question, that he would say that they were Nephilim puppets, but wouldn't they be fallen angel puppets? Ne well, Joel. No, I'm just wondering, curious. I, just because I'm saying, like, because really that's what the Nephilim kind in the of hierarchy, are. In the hierarchy. They would play the puppet you, of, like, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. The, the fallen so, angels playing puppet of the Nephilim, Nephilim playing puppet of the politician kind of thing. Yeah, so if we're talking about Nephilim that died, right, they create these daemons, these demons that harass us now. So I'm going to blow your mind a little bit here, Rodney, too. Uh the Rothschilds are actually not Jewish. They come from the Khazarian Mafia, and the Khazars were what really were ruling what is now Ukraine and Russia. So they have integrated into the system, and part of what the Khazarian tribes did when they took over that uh, area of land, uh, they needed a religion for their community to hide behind the real religion that they had so they brought three religions in front of them they brought judaism they brought um christianity and they brought islam in front of them well they realized if they pick christianity they'd have to fight with the with the muslims if they picked the muslims they'd have to fight with the christians so they picked judaism to hide behind that guys and then they integrated in the jewish community so really it's the khazars these nephilim bloodlines went through the khazars and what they've created now with these rothschilds they are essentially what juan said these meat puppets because they allow these entities to take over them and avatar them and that's what they do at the top right now to control us, control the money, the world banking system and all that. So think of like a Nephilim fleshlight. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much is what is what the elites are, right? I mean, it's pretty. But one on. thing that's for sure is if they didn't lie and they were transparent governments throughout time. If people that were in power didn't always try to hide the truth, there wouldn't be crazy speculation. And some of the speculation is based off of different books. And like I was saying earlier, when you combine a bunch of different authors that are saying the same thing from different centuries and different times that there's no way they could have communicated with each other, you're 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 tend to like believe it a little bit more. But in general, like 
any conspiracy whatsoever you want to call it. The only reason there's people talking about it is because someone's trying to hide what really happened. And maybe it was something that's not that crazy, right? It might be something real simple. Like I saw a whole documentary on JFK where they said, hey, maybe Oswald shot. And their their whole perspective was that the car jerked and behind them, the Secret Service car jerked and they had an M16 in his hand or M4 in his hand when he jerked popped up, boom, shot Kennedy in the back of the head. Well, you kind of put that together and you're like, well, yeah, if the Secret Service accidentally killed the president, you can't say that. So you have to hide it. And then there's the speculation of the mafia, the CIA. And I'm not saying that's what happened, but that's usually to me when you boil down stuff, it usually is the simplest thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Occam's razor. So the simplest answer is always the more likely, but we're not dealing with normal people. So that, that that's the problem that we're dealing yes, with. Yes. And that's where I'm saying is that when I go back to like the books of, it's not just one book that we're like, you know, that people are referencing. Yeah. It's multiple throughout history, this, that they really believe this and things were happening. We've all seen strange things, right? Like not the, not the show stranger things, but you know, in our life there, the, the phenomenon of uh, me and Joel talked about it with uh, the boys, uh, cryptid and corn boys, uh, float this ball of lightning ball lightning it's just a ball of lightning now that phenomenon might like it, it looks crazy and yeah i get it It could be part of nature but what is that and mm. and these are things that see people are going to speculate off of and so when you hear like they're trying to do these things with homunculus you're seeing like this push for like for instance like the push for uh global warming that all goes back to secret societies the club of rome they're 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 trying to cl- uh, control the environment that's where we get acid rain you get the ozone layer there's people behind the scenes, these think tanks, and those people at these think tanks do believe in this outcome because everybody has some sort of, not everybody, but for most people have some sort of religion or something that they need to be attached to. Like for me, it's constantly trying to learn, talk to people, but some people need to have like an altar per se. You know what I mean? They need somebody helping them, guide them through it. And it's not always Christianity, Muslim, or Judaism. It's these occultic religions that believe all kinds of different gods, uh, all kinds of different entities rule the world, and they're praising them just as we would praise God. And now, when we praise God in Jesus Christ, we're like, okay, we're thinking like, man, he's going to help people, like, stop the hunger, blah, blah. These people are not necessarily thinking that. They're putting that energy towards negativity. Like, how can I get richer? How can I get more power? How can I have more control? How can my bloodline last forever? Now, the debate could be between what is real and what is not, but the fact that these people are actually practicing, that's proven you know what i mean it's proven that people have whoops we just whoa someone tried to call me we just know that um it's not on us man man i don't know you know what i was saying you you know the thing you know the thing and that was our our latest (laughs) our last episode did pretty good with people too because it was just that it was the occult origins of technology i mean that's something that everyone's familiar with with computers AI and all these different things and we broke down some um, you know a, a, a little bit of it we really didn't go too crazy that was that was the tip of the iceberg really on um, the origin you know people are asking for an encore because they want to know more about and it it goes deep right or the occult origins of technology and the people behind that how you're saying Sean right it's all about intention behind something so just at the at the forefront of it's if it looks okay but the intention, the prayer that's going behind that movement is negative or evil. 
It's like the, the ulterior motive. Like, what are they truly trying to push for? Bro. Right? Oh, sorry. I didn't. I think the tech industry killed Steve Jobs. I'm a big fan of Steve Jobs. <laughs> and I think Steve Jobs was an outsider and they saw him as a threat because he was so innovative and he was connected to reality and average people, even though he was a huge fucking asshole. Um, and I think the lizard people came along. They're like, this guy's too dangerous. And I think they uh, poisoned him and got rid of him. Yikes. Steve Jobs was a real one, dude. Yeah, no I'm one not... ever talks about this. I've never even heard this conspiracy anywhere, but I've been obsessed with Steve Jobs lately. Just like his his mindset, just the way he was wired. And he's not just your average tech nerd. And I think, uh, you know, I think he got a little too, I think that crab climbed a little too far out of the bucket, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that, that I think that's a really happen. good way of looking at it. Mm. Yeah, crawling too far out of the bucket. I think, and to that point, Rodney, this is something that in the conspiratorial world we don't talk about enough about, is guys that are in situations that are working side by side with these guys, these elites that aren't necessarily aligned with them. I think we get too twisted a lot of times with people that have success, that are in positions, that they're all evil, that they're Why? all part of these... But they all die. The good ones, they all die. MLK, mm -hmm. JFK, Steve Jobs, and you can even get into entertainment. Like all, all these people get get killed off. Everybody that goes against the grain. Tupac, Biggie. I know Sean has a conspiracy that Tupac is gay, but it's okay. Oh, um, <laughs> I still love him. I mean, like LGBTQ. You know what I mean? Like all day. Like, <laughs> I just feel like everybody, it, when when somebody reaches a certain level of rebellion in whatever industry they're in, it doesn't matter what industry, all unanimously across the board, when somebody is so unique, they die young. Every or it seems that time. way, right? It's well, it seems that way because then we can go back to the lifestyle. I will tell you, if I would have got famous at 18 years old, I would not be alive right now. You know what I mean? Because my the lifestyle I would live would be so intense. And I think they bring this onto themselves. And that, that could kind of play into the whole alchemy or like even the occultic uh, world, how the, the worldview. Because think about Tupac. His whole persona was fake. He was not a real thug. I mean, he was in theater. He, he, he never was in a gang. But he played this role of this tough, in, you know, street guy that was in the hood, that was a blood member. So then he pushed this reality that was not true that became and manifested into him and then his own demise he created same thing could be said for Kurt Cobain right Kurt Cobain had this like strange like obsession with misery almost and even though he still had good things to say and he still had like hey I, you know like talking about conspiracies of like hey that's wrong what they're doing this and and trying to change and he hated MTV and but he had this strange addiction to depression and misery that he forced himself into that. And whether it was Courtney Love, that, I think Courtney Love killed him too. But, but his depression and his that mindset pushed him to a woman of that nature, right? So like you, you, the whether they say they flock together, right? <laughs> like birds of a feather flock together, and that's exactly you said what the I see. Word that. manifesting. We mm -hmm. manifest a lot of things by what we. And that goes alchemically. That goes into what Juan talks about alchemy. Like alchemy is not just, you know, someone chanting incantations and, and creating these homunculus or whatever. Sometimes it's just the alchemy of the mind, right? Like we can manifest things of what we're focused on 24-7. So to Sean's point, if we're focused on misery and depression all the time and, and outside of clinical things that can happen to people, but 
if we're focused on negativity all the time, we can manifest that negativeness around us. You look at, to your point, Rodney, you look at a lot of the rappers in the past eight years that died, right? We're talking about XXX Attention. We're talking about Juice World. We're talking about a lot of these names, little peep, a lot of these guys, but they were doing a lot of the same type of music, doing this in the same type of zones, doing the same type of drugs. And yes, I do think that maybe some of them, there's some weird stuff that's going on there for sure, because they did talk about the occult a lot. But at the baseline level, these guys were doing a lot of Zans. They were doing yeah. a lot of drugs that going reality. to kill you. Exactly. And it's like they manifested it onto themselves. And I think that plays a part in it, too. Now, you want to mix in the occult with it? Sure, we can talk about demonic entities being in influencers to the influencers, right? We could talk about that too. So I, I think there's different um, angles, but just at the baseline level, yes, I think that we can manifest on ourselves so much negativity, sometimes without even knowing it. I think I found the perfect conspiracy for you though, Ronnie. Let me let me take two. Oh, go let for me, it, go for let it. Let me take two really quick and let's get into this. Sorry, I apologize. You're good. Oh, I thought he meant he was going to take two at the... I did too. Like, the like, mic. like yeah, me too. <laughs> cool. I thought that was me too. Yeah. no, I think that right. Reality is stranger than fiction and that these, so there's something about right. These stories where they take real things in reality that happen and put it in a story and that does something again alchemically because how, it's how mm -hmm. you're saying joel alchemy goes way deeper than just the the surface level it goes into again inner alchemy spiritual alchemy like it goes on all levels and when you get into the idea of visualization and right alchemy at its core manipulating matter arranging matter to have to create a favorable outcome for you well that applies on all levels. If you mentally move things around and manipulate your mind to have a certain effect, it's going to have that effect. How you're saying if you align yourself with negative things, you're going to have a negative effect and vice versa. If you do the good right, the opposite, you align yourself with good things, the good effect is going to happen, right? So it doesn't just, it isn't just about the physical matter, which that plays a role too. Right, the moving around of things, geomancy, feng shui, whatever you want to call it, that also plays a role in. And a good example on like a small scale, though, is just like hanging out with someone that has a different like slang. You mm -hmm. hang out with them for three to six months, you're going to pick up that slang. The same thing with energies. If you're hanging around people that are low energy, whether you want to say low frequency, but like just people that are doing, if you're, they're constantly like, say, robbing, you're going to eventually like be either somehow an accessory you're in the car like maybe you don't want to go in the store and rob it but you're going to be in the car you're putting that yourself into those situations mm -hmm. that's bringing that energy and those people will bring that energy to you and i think that's what these occultic people believe and they do do so whether it's like this special magic maybe it's not that but it's enough with that hundred monkey theory of you get enough people thinking that or, yeah. oh my yeah. <laughs> Or 100 Nephilim, <laughs> depends on who you talk to. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. So I think that... Yo, what questions do you have, Rodney? Is the homunculus versus Nephilim, is this something you guys... Is this a, a constant theme, or is this a new thing that is just really shining on this episode? Like, is this a under underlying uh, 
motivator for this type of content you guys are creating or is this kind of a newer thing that's been brought up so me and joel are planning a homunculus versus nephilim episode and no it's not it's not a competition or anything it's that as researchers you always lean towards one you typically anchor yourself and i'm speaking for myself and usually a lot of actually a lot of people that i know they usually anchor themselves in like one camp and they'll usually do the research based around that one idea so for me it's alchemy so does that mean you think the other side is bullshit or no. what no i think we're all talking about a similar or even the same concept just with different names that sometimes is it like comparing catholicism to like being a lutheran or something like that is it kind of within the same thing within the same book but that, different? that's not a good analogy for me because i don't really know what lutherism is so i wouldn't be able to but i would compare it to like how you have the same symbolism throughout all ancient cultures like the mesoamericans and the ancient egyptians but they never talk to each other but they have the same symbols right the same types of entities and i think it's we're talking about the same thing except different points in time therefore they have different names but they're kind of sort of related but will you guys will you guys each send me just like good good starting points on both because i'm curious <laughs> on both of them Oh yeah, I got plenty of books for you, and I got starter books too that'll get you like in the door, and then I can give you the heavier stuff um, to peel your cap. I'm back. just gonna send you the <laughs> I'm gonna send you the Mind Unveiled 10 hour documentary that I helped them make on homunculus. But I don't know if you're gonna have time for that because I just found out some that's gonna be you're just gonna be obsessed with this that's... conspiracy theory: Steve Jobs hiding in Egypt after faking his death. So I mean, <laughs> photo services. <laughs> <laughs> outdoor cafe in cairo so i'm just saying you might be still alive you might want to check into that yeah right. bro <laughs> there, there's there's certain types of people steve jobs being the pinnacle of like just ruthless killer corporate killer ambition like never you know he was ready to let heads roll like that he's one of those people that would slit somebody's throat to get his way he got kicked out of his company he he didn't need the money. He was a billionaire. Like, there's no way he would walk away from not even faking his death. Take faking death out of the picture. He wouldn't leave his company. He he wouldn't let anybody let him walk away. I think Bill Gates killed him. Ooh, that's 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 spicy. Uh, you think Bill Gates and Warren Buffett were just like chilling on Epstein's well, island? Think about it, Steve Jobs. I mean, one thing that I will say about that, say we could say what we want about the Apple phone, like, but man. They did. They do not allow. I mean, they hacked it now, but their security was top notch, and they didn't even allow the government when they claimed it was a terrorist act. You know, when that San Bernardino shooting mm -hmm. happened years ago, and they would not allow them to hack it. They, I mean, the government found somebody to hack it, but they did not allow that. So, and that was, I think, on his watch. I'm not sure if he was alive for that, but Bill, he set it up for that. Bill Gates did bail out Apple at one point because he invested in, like, I don't know if it was some one of the early Macintosh systems. He inv he invested in it. They kind of bailed him out it was a weird thing i love uh, the government i love joe biden and i trust them with all my with all my heart. moob city man you got to watch out for the people with moobs like that you know what i mean a man moob? With, what the fuck's a moob a moob a man boob you know what i mean like oh, okay, okay. <laughs> i know what that is <laughs> i was thinking so you gotta deep. watch out for gates man like he's lactating so i would be careful when you yeah. said moob i swear Rodney was looking like, is that something that a homunculus oh, is that a has? New <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I Wait, started thinking a, like a uh, I should have said a move is when a, a homunculus and a nephilim procreate. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, tell me more. You got any books, bro? He's like taking down a move. An alchemical move. An alchemical move. Okay. M- movies. Is that M O O O or M? Yeah. yeah some, just spell that for me, bro. Got some nice mo- movies on you, Sean. That's why, bro. That's why the. The the spirits like you, bro, they're like, damn. Oh, they like me because I'm God's favorite, man. Look at those Everybody tits. Everybody hates, hates on me. <laughs> they're like, man. They're like, we got to attack this guy. Yeah. Maybe in the <laughs> shower just smacking Sean's moves, bro. Just like, pop, pop, pop. No, I got yeah. I got them. They, they're running away now. We, you just got to put hands on them, bro. You got to, like, let them know fight back, man. Once they know that, you ain't scared. These entities and stuff, they, they run real quick, man. Right Dude, I, I got in an argument, uh, like, yeah, two days ago with this – Something about, you know, chest feeding or whatever. And and this guy, okay, I'm going to read you a comment that he sent me. He says, imagine claiming, well, no, so he sent it to somebody else, but it was my thread, right? Somebody's somebody's wife who works at a hospital said how they need to start using the term bonus hole and chest feeding, right? So the guy said, my wife, her hospital. So that's when he says, it just kind of makes sense out of it. He says, LOL. Imagine claiming your wife has a hospital, which is just a complete deflection of the actual argument, you know, them wanting to uh, split hairs, and then claiming that breasts are something only women have, and that men cannot make breast milk. Men have breasts, and men can lactate. I'm going to take a wild guess that you're not very bright. (laughs) That's right. Got some leaky movies. Was that a man or a woman or a they or a them? It's this guy. See, like when it's oh, oh my yeah. god, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. oh yeah. yeah. Nice. What's he got? Like Here a little, you got like a little Miyagi. Rule number like one: a, looks don't, like Miyagi makes with Bobby Lee. Don't read the comments, bro. I was crying. <laughs> <laughs> I was crying when he when he said so smug. I'm gonna take a wild guess. You're not very bright, like dude. I don't think a child could live off the shit that's gonna come out of a man tit. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, go go for it, man. Let's see I'm how not, that works. I'm not a fucking nutritionist, but I can guarantee you the shit that's come out of my nipple cannot sustain life. Yeah. I promise. Oh man. I am not the brightest bull, but I promise you that my nipples will not sustain life, guy. That is yeah. not an ignorant thing for me to say. No, it's not. I I, I would agree with you, bro. Some some people won't, but See, this is my problem. I get too caught up in instead of searching for truth, I get too caught up in slamming the idiots. Where you guys are smart, you go, well, I'm going to go over here and I'm going to seek some knowledge. I'm digging down here with the fucking dumbest of the dumb and telling them why they're dumb. I got some troll accounts. Oh, I got plenty of trolls. Oh, yeah. You're talking to the right guy that was Sean, man. He's got like 50 (laughs) troll accounts, man. He changes the names out. He's been in an ongoing battle with Talib Kweli for like eight years. I've been in a battle with Talib Kweli, dude. Yeah, but he doesn't know, but he hates it with me because I have an account that he doesn't not. I change the name all the time, and I I have nobody's connected that I know at all. There's just a bunch of random followers, so he he can't attack me. He's like, He's all, your account's private, coward. And I was like, it's not private. I just have no posts, idiot. And then I started telling him, uh, because he'll be like, Nazi alert. I'll be like, transphobe alert. And I'll be like, I'm trans. And he's like, you're not trans. And I was like, are you cis-blaining me right now, bro? Like, he gets all mad, bro. It's fun, man. Every now and then, you got to cheer yourself up, you know? Here's the thing, dude. When it comes to those people, and I I know I'm I'm already clumping them up, those people. but You should. 
when it comes to people, when it comes to individuals, when it comes to human beings, I don't think it's our job to wake them up to anything. I think that they should have a coming to and they should awaken themselves. And when you get too lost in the sauce, when somebody has already been indoctrinated, I think you're, I think not that you're wasting your time, but how I always tell people, I'm not here to convince you that this is all real. You know, I'm here just to present and talk about interesting stuff. And if you want to believe me, you can believe me. If not, then, yeah. you know. I just think it's funny. You know? Oh, yeah. I just think it's funny to get somebody that's so off. I mean, it's funny because they would say the opposite. Like, if, if you get a, a regular normie, uh, evening cable news watching person, if they were watching this this podcast right now, they'd be like, these motherfuckers are off the deep end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But you could say the same thing. It's the same thing, vice versa. So for me, getting these people going who are calling uh, me like shallow thinking and consuming misinformation and, uh, oh, you can't think for yourself because they'll see some news clip coming out of the tube. And then if you don't say exactly what aligns with that, they think you can't think for you or you're uneducated. You know what I mean? And I find that the whole concept to just be hilarious because you're talking about NPCs. It's like, I know everything that you're going to say. These people, I know everything that they're going to say versus when I talk to you guys off of your own little deep end over here, at least I'm learning something. At least it's like, okay, I, this isn't predictable. This isn't, you know what I mean? Where With these people, it's just like, I know exactly where you're coming from. I've been there when I was like 12. I understand where the fuck you're coming from and it's hilarious. But the difference I would say is that we're more just like having a discussion and being like, hey, we're open to all thoughts. Everything's accepted in this realm. You know what I mean? Whatever we're talking, we're not like, you know, you were like, hey, man, you think it's all right if I say we're like, yeah. I mean, I'm not gay like, for pay, but yeah, we're pretty open minded. <laughs> wow. you know? Yeah. And, and that is the big difference. No, honestly, that's between that's what that's why everything and gets their so forced ideology everything gets so politicized now and i guarantee you if we really got into the weeds we all had completely different political opinions but we're all open-minded to talk about life itself and concepts and shit like that and i think that's just kind of how the world is divided at this point it gets mispainted as a political thing it's you're either open-minded and actually tolerant like that word tolerance is almost a dirty word now it's like everybody as long as people look different and all think the same they call that tolerance and diversity versus actually having diverse thought and having, mm -hmm. you know, varying opinions and actual different backgrounds of people who think differently. And that's what I like about the spaces that I can fall into. Like you guys when come chop it up with you guys, because even though we all have way different backgrounds and probably delete, believe different shit, have different political stances, we'll sit here and actually uh, be open-minded and chop it up. And I don't see that with a lot of, you know, people way on the left, for instance, I don't know how else to categorize them, which is kind of hypocritical that I said we're politicizing stuff. But I would say way left and way right, man. Like, I think that yeah. when you go into this, like, no man's land of like everything, I'm all in, I'm rooted, no matter what it is, whether it's politics, QAnon, Flat Earth, homunculus, Nephilim, see, if you bring a new idea to Juan that he has not heard of yet, he may not agree with you right away about the homunculus because he's like, man, I've been looking to this. But the more he look, he's it's going to hit him every day. He's going to be like, was he right, though, man? And he's going to keep looking and have that because his mind's open enough. Same thing with like Joel with Nephilim. Yeah, he's not going to believe me. We and him have like back and forth. And sometimes I'll be like, oh, maybe, maybe right. you don't know, but it's the core of what you're coming from. But you're able to be wrong and you're able to let your idea grow. The problem with most people left or right doesn't matter what sphere they're on is that they're not willing to grow they want to be rooted and be like this is yeah, how it is don't, don't right. change it they don't go don't change it like, that goes, they get mad 
Yeah, that goes back to like the very first thing you were talking about, Sean, about people don't want to change their mind. That's like the thing we started off on. But I'm just kind of curious. So Juan and Joel, as far as are you guys, would you say you're equally versed on each homoculus and Nephilim and you still come to the same conclusion? Or do you think you know more about your per, your uh, respective corner, I guess? Another person just doesn't know as much as you do about either or. Does that question make sense? Yeah, I would say that Joel knows a lot more about Nephilim than than me. Yeah. And I mean, I would probably say about the homunculus. I know more about the homunculus than Joel does. Cause again, no, he's we, saying like, do you think that you know more about the homunculus than Joel knows about the Nephilim? No, oh. no, 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 I, no, I guess. No, I, I mean, because you, you guys have a fundamental disagreement. Is it fair to call it that? Mm. No, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I, I think that we... Uh, He's he's just uh, more more versed into the homunculus realm than I am, and I'm more versed in the Nephilim realm than mm-hmm. him. And okay. generally, more often than not, he and I agree with a lot of stuff. But yeah. it'll be more of a, if we're talking about a uh, like an occult situation where he'll he'll take that same concept and immediately he's going to start working it into this homunculus <laughs> realm. Whereas if I heard the same concept, I'm already working it into this Nephilim realm. Yeah. But we always find a lot of times that it they just intertwine where I'm like, oh man, that's I never really thought about it that way because he's thinking about it from a whole different perspective than I am. And we just, we tend to cross paths more often than not because we're playing cross in the streams. same you know, yeah. sandbox, like I said earlier. Yeah. So, so what, Sa- what? Same angle, but just different <laughs> paths. So what's stopping you guys from diving deeper into each one, the the opposite? Oh, nothing. I mean, eventually you get there. It's just it takes a lot of time, bro. It's just a lot of time and and with with everything else going on. But I'll eventually get there. I mean, I started with the Gnostics, and I kind of sort of was into Nephilim at first, but then I obviously I went elsewhere. But I'll eventually get there. It's just busy, just. One book at a time, bro. And honestly, only so much time. And honestly, just becoming friends with Juan um, over the past year, I mean, I've gotten way, way more into, you know, alchemy and that part of it where I wasn't near as much as before. So now when I'm digging into some sort of like biblical text, now I'm like cross referencing it with something else that I wouldn't normally have done before. And I just think that happens with anything that you research. And I think like he said, the more you research, you realize it's, it's all merging to this, like one, one place. It's just like, there's a million streams to get there. Mm -hmm. So I think that's kind of where we're both at right now. When you say reading biblical text, do you actually read the Bible itself? Like the actual, okay. Yeah, I do. I actually have, uh, so my dad is a preacher, so he actually just sent me some books. Um, well, actually, biblical. I, I wouldn't um, say you're reading books. the Bible, Joe. I'd say you're reading source material, which is even a step further, you know, from the regular layman stuff. So, like, the regular Bible. Yeah, I get into the Hebrew. Yeah, yeah he's, he's I reading actually like go source back all the way material. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I would say that, you know, yeah, the King James is like the first English really, you know, publicized English version that we that we have now. Um, there's a ton of different translations, but the original text, especially in the Old Testament, was Hebrew. That's where you're going to get your real meanings for a lot of these words. And uh, like I said, my dad just sent me some Hebrew, like really thick versions of that. But again, I take I take the biblical text and then I'm also cross-reference it 
cross-referencing it with a lot of other cultures and other texts too, because that's where you're going to fill in a lot of gaps and you're going to go a lot of different rabbit holes as well. So, um, yeah, it's just a lot of fun for me. So I, I have a, I have a good time with it. Respect. Yeah. It's all about having fun. If you're not having fun, then there's really no point in it. And and I've always been a history buff. So I've always had a thing for, for learning and, and just the fact that these concepts even exist in history and you can find references to it, that alone should blow your mind. It's like, wait, what? Like there we're talking about creating an artificial little man in a, in a, in a beaker somewhere in a glass jar of vessels. Like, what are you on, bro? What these, what were these dudes trying to portray? You know what I mean? That's what no, blows my mind. No, it is cool. And that's why I was making the joke earlier. Like, I can't remember what the fuck we were talking about. We were talking about something nuts. And when I say nuts, I mean in a good way. But then I said somewhere out there, there's four guys talking about rushing no. stats right now. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm so <laughs> bored with like, if I turn on the TV, I'm just so bored. And if I get on normie internet, I'm so bored. If I like the average book, okay, what am I I need more fucking life advice about believing in yourself or a stock market book? Or it's just like, ugh, like where's the good shit? And mm -hmm. so that's why talking to you guys has been kind of a revamp for me. It's been inspirational. That's why I'm asking you. That's why I'm being a big dork and asking for like books and <laughs> shit like that because my brain needs shit to chew on. And so that's why it's cool, you know, having homies like you guys that are already deeper into this shit that can kind of point you in a direction of, uh, you know, giving your mind something to, to chew on that's not mm -hmm. rushing stats. <laughs> yeah, I got you, bro. I'll exactly. You some videos. Yeah, and I'll send you videos. Uh, I'll send you some books too, and you know, get you like going for sure. Because there's a lot of really interesting stuff. You know, we talk about lizard people. I mean, there's so many different avenues <laughs> to go when you're talking about reptilians, yeah. man. That's a whole other rabbit hole to go down too. So I could definitely send you some stuff when it gets to those guys. Uh, it's like being a kid again, dude. It's like when you're a kid and you're reading stories. You know what I mean? But then you get into adult adulthood and he's like all right i need something that's not absolute bullshit that kind of ties in with reality and that makes sense that might give me some sort of an inkling explanation for what the hell we're doing here yeah <laughs> what the hell's going on around me yeah I think, that's what, I think that's what we're looking for too and the more and more i look you know i'll be honest it's the unpopular opinion but at the end of that tunnel the only thing is is god you know having some sort of because that's where you're gonna get your purpose from and it's like it's really dumb to say is like oh it's not cool but i've i've trust me i've been i i've the more and more i look it always goes back to it's like yo you need jesus bro and yeah. maybe not jesus maybe krishna eh. vishnu whoever you want but you need some sort of guidance and you need god in your life and i think that's the the more important part of it because some people eh. wander and not have purpose you know and when i was a teen i remember when i was a you know child you know, going to church with the fam, yada, yada. Think, okay, Invisible Sky, man. All, all the book is what it is. And then I became, it's like the Dunning-Kruger effect, you know, but with spirituality. And then it's like, okay, the smarter people I talk to, it always, like you, you, hit, you hit this peak where, okay, the majority says, okay, this doesn't make sense. It obviously doesn't make sense. Religion's bullshit, yada, yada. But then you start talking to really smart people like neuroscientists and physicists and shit like that. And then they're saying, no, there is a God. So it's like, okay, well, let's look a little deeper into this. And then even though I can't explain it, it just does make more sense that there is some sort of intelligent design, but I don't think it's the bullshit that I was learning when I was nine. You know, and that goes back to what we were talking about earlier. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude. Mm -hmm. 
Go ahead. And I think I, I think you're completely right with that. I grew up in the church for a long time, and you know, I got to a certain point that I got away from it. I went down some dark paths and really tried to go the complete opposite of it. And I kind of came around full circle, but I realized that in coming back around full circle, it was like my journey with God and my like relationship with God. And you got to figure it out for yourself. And mm-hmm. I don't ever try to push anything on anybody, but I do agree with Juan. Like you kind of, and you may have something. I never thought about that though, Rodney, what you just said though, but maybe it is a certain level of, uh, intuitiveness, maybe it's not intelligence, but intuitiveness, people that search for the truth so much end up finding it and they end up saying like, yeah, there's got to be intelligent design here. There's just no other way for this to work. And I absolutely agree with that. I think that when you look at just creation and I say that, you know, not lightly, but creation that, yeah, there was a design to all this and there's a design to us as human beings and we're supposed to connect to each other and we're supposed to, you know, be stewards of this earth and, you know, really, you know, do this in a positive way and yeah there's a lot of negativity and a lot of evil out there but hey man wake up in the morning try to connect with somebody try try to grow and i think that's what god wanted us here in the first place to do and i think we find that more and more as we grow as people yeah. well i think you're right about the whole connection with everybody but i think also it's looking within and knowing the only way to make things better is to make you better and have your energy radiate out to the world because I believe that our path to God or wherever your creator or whatever you fill in the blank is our own personal journey. There's not this whole, hey, we're all in this together. Like as far as we're in this together, but our way to find it is our own personal journey because we have free will. So I think what happens is a lot of people get lost in this massive uh, like the masses where they're like, oh, well, they're doing that. I have to do that. That's the way to get to Jesus. That's the only way. And I think it's a personal journey. I think us growing and becoming better people and learning how to decipher, how to be happy, how to control emotions, how to actually live life to its fullest. That's the path. And and I think everybody's going to be completely different. Remember, guys, open minds, open cheeks. I think it was Enoch. Was it Enoch that said? <laughs> You Book shall. of the Giants, Enoch. <laughs> <laughs> gotta have them cheeks loose. Thy cheeks. <laughs> loosen thy cheeks. Loosen yeah, thy cheeks. Loosen thy cheeks. No, no, no. I think you can't take yourself too seriously. That's another thing you have to have. You have to be loose and maybe not, you know, maybe not loose cheeks, but just be, have fun, right? Because uh, a lot of this stuff gets dark and yeah, if, when you focus on that, it can, it can be overwhelming. So yeah anything else boys we're closing in here on the two hour mark wanna damn flew by wanna throw in any little extra (laughs) sprinkles on top cherry on top guys yeah follow me on instagram check out my podcast dangerous misinformation awesome and read rodney's book oh yeah i forgot about that thank you joel which i have read and it is a great book. I hear you're working on another book is what I heard through the grapevine that there might yeah. be in the works. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things where I'm writing like four different things at the same time and I'm having a hard time. Uh, yeah. Sore subject. <laughs> it's kind of, yeah, it's one of those things I'm working out where the plan was to have like four volumes. Like I have had the covers all designed. I had the concepts for each one that I, cause it was just supposed to be one giant ass book. But I figured with the ADD generation, it's like, okay, instead of releasing 500 pages, I'm going to release four different 120 pages. 
just to kind of keep things, you know, more uh, bite size. But I get distracted with other shit, and uh, I don't know if that's still the plan, but it is being written. I don't have a release date, but I appreciate you shouting that out. Thank you. Yes, and people, go pick it up. You can get it anywhere, and you can even get it just to, you know, read off your Kindle or whatever else, and that's what I did. So uh, it's a really good read, and it actually gives you insight into Rodney's life and what brought him into a space where he started questioning the narrative and how, you know, he came from a very left-leaning background into this weird space that us four are in now where it's just questioning what's going on around us, questioning the narrative, looking looking deeper into something than just what, you know, the basic uh, information that's given to us. And that's what really I loved about the book. And, and it's a lot of comedy in it too, which I really loved. It had me laughing the whole time as well means a lot man just you know like the respect i have for you is just a you know i said it earlier just as a you know smart fucking dude so it means a lot for you to say that so thank you absolutely i i I back the book 100 that's a dope cosign i appreciate it awesome and you can catch me on the one and one podcast uh no Yeah, uh, yeah, no, I followed you back, Rodney. I just saw you were following me. I just followed you back, so appreciate got you, you, brother. Got you on Instagram, but yeah, uh, Sean. You yeah, we're about yourself? to unload on Rodney over the next week with just info, <laughs> videos, books. Do it, man. I got, I got flights and travels. I got fucking, I got, I got a flight to DC. Then I got to fly up into Canada, and I got to take a three-hour train. So load, load me up with shit, dude. I got a week being out in the woods. So just send me content, bro. Shamelessly. Definitely. Student of the game. Definitely follow Rodney. Go to killthemockingbirds.com. Go to the one and one podcast. Go to uh, Kill the Mockingbirds podcast. Give us five-star review. If you're on the YouTube channel, subscribe. Come on, man. Share the show. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, TJOJP.com. Homunculus Owner's Manual. YouTube. One and one. All that good stuff, you know, where to find us. And this is, this was the Shadow Band Syndicate because we're Shadow Band. Somebody, I, I had a comment today tell me on the YouTube, they're like, how can I find your stuff without having to type in the whole title? And I was like, welcome to the Shadow Band realm. This is what it feels like to be here. So welcome. But yeah, make sure to comment, like, subscribe, whatever, reviews. This was fun. Love you guys. Have a good one. Bye-bye now.
16 in. Drug 